Father, I just thank you and I praise you that you are in charge of everything, that you rule the heavens and that uh, you love us. And Father, I just pray that right now, Lord, that we could hear your word and what you want to say to us today. Father, there's probably many things going on in all of our lives. It's a busy season. And Father, I just pray that for the next uh, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is, Lord, that you just open our ears and let the Holy Spirit speak to us. And I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, didn't the praise team do a great job this morning? And I want to make a, an announcement. Uh, our personnel team, which is uh, Steve and uh, Kitty and uh, Tracy uh, Breeze and, and myself uh, and Kim Dawkins, uh have been working on um, going through resumes and analyzing resumes and looking over questionnaires that we sent out to kind of narrow down to a, a prime candidate uh, to, uh, that the church will call as a worship leader. And so we've done that, that interviewing process, and uh, it actually turned out to be a meal back there. So um, that's really nice because uh, we know him and we love him. <laughs> and uh, so on the 18th of December, we're going to have a business meeting. There's going to be a lot going on, actually. We're going to vote on our budget for the new year. Um, we may have a, a piece of property to sell, which is going to be a blessing. And so we may vote on that. I'll know probably Monday whether we'll be voting on that or not. And uh, we're still waiting on the government. That can take a long time. So, um, but there's been some good news on that, some answers to prayer. And then the, the, the last thing we will vote on that day is uh, to confirm uh, Emil as the worship leader. So we will vote to call him as the worship leader here at Crossroads Church. So it'll be an exciting day. Also, we're going to have breakfast. So we're, our, our brunch, it's, it's our budget brunch. So come to church, have brunch, and, and it'll be a, a, a fairly quick business meeting. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I'm going to start off by reading a scripture today. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is of no use either for the soil or the manure pile, and it's thrown away. He who has ears, let him hear. Are you guys ready to hear this morning? Are you? You know, whether you're with me today or, or watching online, um, uh, the God who lovingly created us ha has something to say to us today, and, and so we need to be ready here. And, and I think what he's trying to say to us is pass the salt. We, we just need to pass the salt. Jesus often spoke to us in parables and object lessons to help those uh, that are listening to hear. There's a difference between hearing and listening, right, ladies? With their husbands, right? Um, something different between hearing and, and listening. Uh, 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 and, and a parable can help us hear and learn and, and ask questions about what we're hearing. Uh, truly hearing something means to understand it. And, and, and so this week, I've been thinking a lot about what Jesus said here about salt. And, and why out of all the elements that he created, he used salt in this parable. You know, God's word says that meditation on his word brings us great benefit in our lives. And, and two places, it actually tells us that, that that's how we become successful in life. It says that in Psalm uh, one verses one through four. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates night and day. 
And he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. And all he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff that the wind drives away. And then he, he says this again, two times in scriptures, in, 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 in Psalm 1 and then in Joshua 1, it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And I, I think we all want to be prosperous and successful in life. And, and so being in God's word and meditating on it is how we're going to do it. So we're going to meditate today on this word salt. Because to be his disciple, Jesus is asking all, us all a question today. He's, he's asking us, got salt? Do we, do we have salt? And the first thing Jesus says is salt is good. Salt is very good. So, so friends, why is salt good? You, uh, you know, um, it, well, it makes things taste better, doesn't it? When you use salt, it makes things taste better. It, it takes away bitterness and enhances the sweetness of the sweet things we eat. Um, and, and maybe as disciples, we can do the same for the world so that they can taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, salt is also necessary for us all to have good health. We need salt actually to exist. Actually, if our salt balance in our body is either too high or too low, it's poisoning to us. And, and salt is also a preservative. It, it sucks out the moisture of our foods, and, uh, and, and, and that moisture and, and can lay havoc, or the salt actually lays havoc on the microbes that are in the food, and it will keep bacteria from growing. You know, uh, the people that Jesus was speaking to did not have refrigeration uh, to slow down the deterioration of their food. So salting their fish or their meat kept their food from spoiling. You know, ancient civilizations would not have survived without salt. Uh, disciples, we preserve people. We, we preserve the civilization. We preserve it from moral corruption. Where would the world be without the influence of Christ? How many hospitals have been built in his name? How many people are fed just today? How many orphans are cared for because of the name of Christ? How many people are helped in disaster? How many times do the, the, the believers hold the politicians accountable? So we had to be salt in this world. Salt was a, a valuable thing to those in the first century. Um, Roman soldiers were actually paid in salt. Uh, their word for um, their pay was called salarium, uh, which, uh, which is a word for salt. And, and, and their monthly al- allowance is actually where we get the word salary in our language. Um, so is your salary good? <laughs> you know, we, we want our salary, our salt, because... Um, we also still use that expression. We say somebody is not worth their salt, right? And, and, and so that's where that expression comes from. And so right off we, the bat, we see that salt is good because it's necessary for life. It's, it's necessary for good health. It's necessary for preserving good in this world. And also, it's valuable. But then I thought, what is this good thing salt? What, what is this good thing salt? Well, salt is a combination of two things. It is sodium and it is chlorine. And you know, those two things apart are poisonous and they're dangerous. Chlorine is a gas and at ordinary temperature and pressure, if you will breathe it in, it'll your lungs. Uh, And you can always detect the presence of chlorine, even in small quantities, because it smells like a very strong bleach. 
The, the other thing that makes up salt is, is sodium. And sodium is actually a volatile metal that reacts strongly when combined with water, producing hydrogen gas and heat. And the, and the gas is extremely flammable and dangerous. But these two harmful elements on their own combine to be something critical and useful to us. Jesus came to this world full of two things. He came full of grace and he came full of truth. And truth without grace can be brutal and harmful. And grace without truth is also harmful. It will lead us to be deceived about what is dangerous, mostly our sin. Our sin is a killer. And without truth, we don't know what our sin is. When grace and truth are combined, it, 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 it provides us with eternal and abundant life. Here in Luke's gospel, Jesus shares the truth that salt is good. But in Matthew's gospel, it says something even more amazing. He says, you are salt. You are the salt of the earth, Matthew 5, 14. Yes, you, disciple, are good for this earth. Jesus saying, is saying you are essential uh, for people finding life. You act as a, a preserver of what is good in both people and in our society. You, he's saying, are valuable. And, and if we are salt, then we must be full of grace and truth like Jesus was. The combination of, uh, of grace and truth are active in us. Uh, then we, when they are active in us, then we become a very valuable thing to our neighbors and our world and our, our children our presence improves the flavor of this world. It, it helps others to taste the sweetness of, the, of a relationship with God. And friends, salt is abundant in our world. Just like God's grace and his truth is for those who search for it. It's, it's, ab- and it's an abundant thing. If you, if you took just the salt um, out of the waters of the ocean and, and spread it on the surface of the land it would make a layer 500 feet thick. That's how much salt, abundant salt there is in the world. So friends, you're not gonna run out of grace if you pursue it. You will know the truth if you pursue it. And and that truth will set you free if you will just look for it. You know, we can all be preserved forever by his abundant grace and truth. We, We can find abundant and healthy life in it and we will find that it'll improve the taste of everything in our lives. You got salt? Mark 9.50, Jesus says, Have salt in yourself and be at peace with one another. One of the ways to know if you have salt is if you can live at peace with others. You know, everybody has this mineral salt in them. We each have about a half a pound of it in our bodies right now. If you're alive right now, you got salt. If you don't have any, you're either very sick or you're dead. For us to live, it is necessary for us to have salt. For you to have eternal life, you must have this spiritual kind of salt Jesus is talking about. Jesus is saying salt produces other benefits like peace in our relationships. So salt not only makes us healthy, but it makes our relationship healthy. It, it, it makes 
everything healthy around us. So, so what, what do you think this salt is that Jesus is talking about? Something that's good, uh, something that we are, something that preserves goodness, and something that brings peace to relationship, and, and, and shows the world the sweetness of God. What, what is this salt? Friends, could it be love? Could it be love? Jesus said, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So the, his disciples must have within them this crazy spiritual salt thing called love. The Bible says God is love. So we must have this love of God in us. Salt on the outside of our body, it, it, it doesn't bring any life. It'll just dry out your skin. But salt in the body helps us to move and live. It, it improves our electrical impulses. Uh, it improves our thinking and how our brain works. Salt helps us to stay hydrated. Without salt, we will thirst and, and possibly die or, or suffer from water intoxication. You know, because of Jesus, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus often talks of uh, the Holy Spirit and compares it to water. Salt keeps our heart healthy. You know, people with low blood pressure treat this problem with a little more salt, which is increases our blood volume and increases our blood pressure. Uh, you know, when disciples take in the salt of God's love, they'll be heart healthy. They'll be free from fear and free from despair. You know, salt helps us to maintain the right balances of the, the chemicals in our bodies, which improves our muscle functions. You know, if we have spiritual salt in us, it will give us the power and strength to face the things of the world and, and to do good in spite of the opposition we have. Salt helps us with digestion. When, when we are salty, we are more nourished by the word of God. An attitude of love helps us to absorb and apply the word better. It helps us get over the heartburn and the indigestion we sometimes feel living in this broken world. Salt is good for oral hygiene. It, it helps clear up painful sores and ulcers and swelling in our mouth and in our gums. The, this spiritual salt Jesus wants within us helps us with our, our bad breath. That helps us to, to, to bring life to people with words of life instead of death to others with words that are poisonous. If we have a healthy balance of grace and truth, which is God's love for us, people will know that something is healthy is going on in us. And that peace of God that's in us will bring others to both us and to God. Jesus once said, peace I leave you with, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. You know, the peace of a disciple does not come from the external environment, or the conditions that they are in, but because of an inward balance of grace and truth within them. Uh, a lack of salt in our body will we'll actually create a condition called hyponatrema. I think that's what it, what it is. Uh, it's where the blood of the heart is not pumping properly. 
resulting in muscle cramps, nausea, vomiting, and dizziness. Eventually, a lack of salt can lead to stroke, coma, and death. Our hearts are troubled often if we, don't ha- if we have a lack of spiritual salt, grace, and truth. Not enough of God's love in, in your heart leads to a fearful and troubled soul. For the Bible says this, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. There, there's another verse about salt I've been kind of meditating on this week. It's Colossians 4, 6. It says, let your speech always be gracious and be seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So, the, the, so that, that we speak the truth as disciples, we must make sure that it's full of grace. The Bible says it's to be seasoned with salt. Again, could that salt be love? You got salt? Or do you come off as salty? We are not to be salty or abrasive to others. Just like too much salt will kill the body and other organisms, too much truth without a seasoning of grace will also keep people from growing and flourishing around you. The sweet flavor of Christian love comes from both grace and truth seasoning our speech to others. Often it's, it's not even what we say, but it's our example that seasons with salt. Jesus is the greatest example in the Bible for the expression of love. Greater love has no one than this, than he who lay down his life for his friends. And while Jesus came to speak the truth to us, his greatest act that changes us is his sacrificial love on the cross that forgave our sin. So if we are to be salt, friends, ought ought we not be very forgiving people? people willing to give grace to others who fail us, who fail us in what we believe to be true and right. And if our hearts are over salty or unforgiving, that will produce death in us and it will lead to the death of others. So as disciples, we are to be full of mercy towards others who fail us or their expecta- our expectations of them fail. Knowing in all things, even in the sin, for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. People sinning against you does not thwart God's plan. We can forgive it. It it doesn't stop God. The the greatest example of salt we give to others is reacting in the midst of other people's sin. Now, Jesus asks a very important question for those seeking to be his disciples. Got salt? Got salt? But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? Or or can salt lose its saltiness or its flavor? Can salt actually lose its saltiness or flavor? And the answer to that is yes and no. True salt, you can't, it, it, it can't. True salt can't lose its flavor because it's salt. Pure salt can't lose its flavor. 
problem is most salt that we have is not pure. Become diluted from other substances because salt attracts moisture. It can be diluted by that moisture. And, and many in Jesus' audience would have gotten their salt from the Dead Sea. And salt from the Dead Sea was often found to be impure. It was, it was found to be mixed with uh, a substance called carnalite. Or, or, or and, and sometimes unscrupulous sellers would, would mix it with fillers that would diminish its taste. In the first century, salt was also used in ovens as a, a catalyst for fuel. And after several times in the fire, that pure salt was burned out and it lost all of its usefulness. So I think what Jesus is saying is that pure love, that pure love of our salt can be deleted because of our love for the things in the world. The carnalite or carnal living, it's amazing how that, that word works, but that carnal living of a disciple starts to replace the grace and truth in us. And, 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 and the love that we have can, can get burned out in us in the fires of life, and, and so it needs to be replaced constantly by our relationship with the salt mine, God. D- disciples, by nature, should produce benefit to the world, but if there is too much carnality, nothing will be produced. Being too worldly makes us useless to the world. And when our salt is diluted or burned away, we offer no sweet flavor of God in this world. We don't preserve it anymore from evil that seeks to destroy it. And actually, our inherent value is diminished. And then Jesus asks the question, how then can our saltiness be restored? And beloved, we can't do it on our own. We can't just keep throwing ourselves into the fire. We, we must be filled again with pure salt. That pure salt of God's love has to replace our carnality. We, we must repent or turn away uh, from it to God to have our saltiness restored. Jesus says, only God, not our efforts, make us good. We're not good in our efforts. It's, 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 it's by him that we are made good. And we need to find our life in him. And we, we need to let him preserve us with his love. And we need to let him add the flavor and the joy to our lives. We need him to restore our salt value so that we are worth our salt. Beloved, salt has to flow through us to keep that balance of grace and truth that is beneficial to our lives and the lives of everyone around us. The the Dead Sea is dead because salt becomes stagnant and so it becomes over-salty. There's no life that can grow in those waters. But the ocean is alive because it it flows and, and streams of water flow into it and it maintains the proper Balance of salt so that life can grow on this earth. Grace and truth must flow through us as a disciple for us to bring life to our own lives and to the lives of others. Friends, our faith must flow and be alive and be useful to the world. Dead religion is useless. We must love with all our hearts the source of our salt. We must give that salt to others. We must give that salt to ourselves 
To be salty disciples, we must spend time daily in God's word. We, we must serve others with his salt and, and, and care for ourselves by letting God constantly restore our balance of salt for health through his word and through his presence. And if we won't, if you won't, Jesus says our salt is diluted and useful. It, it's of no use either for the soil. I'm going to fix this. Either for the soil or, or for the manure pile, and it is thrown away. If we are disciples, are to be a benefit to ourselves and our family and our community and our world, friends, we must stay salty. You know, salt was used in Palestine in, in proper amounts as fertilizer. See, salt actually helps things grow. For us to grow and, and to help others grow, which is making disciples, we, we must maintain our salt level. If we have no salt, we'll be useless in making disciples. Manure. Kathy, is she here? She loves that word. Okay. Manure <laughs> is <laughs> a valuable thing to make things grow. But manure decomposes quickly. So salt was added to take away the moisture of the manure and preserve its nutrients so that the microbes and the uh, the bacteria that flourished in it wouldn't steal all the nutrients, kind of like the enemy tries to steal our nutrients from God. And, you know, Kathy, I, I know you don't like manure, but what is it good for? In this garden? Compost for the garden, right? It, it makes things grow. I'm not a, aware of another good use for manure. It makes things grow. Salt can even preserve manure so it can be good and useful right? God's salt in us helps us get through the manure of our lives, doesn't it? it and it helps us find, uh, uh, you know, a, a useful benefit even in the manure, right? Beloved, if we are salty, we help others to grow closer to him, even in this brokenness and the manure of this life. Even manure is beneficial if we maintain our salt level. You know, disciple, if you're in the manure right now, let me ask you a question. You got salt? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Beloved, did you hear him today? Do you got salt? You need it. And you're going to need it. And he has more of it than is in the ocean to give it to you in abundance. Will you receive it? Beloved, did you hear that? You all have ears, right? Everybody here, I think, has ears. But did you hear you need salt to preserve your soul eternally? Did you hear you need salt to live abundantly? Did you hear you need salt to find your value in this world? Jesus said, let him, which also means her, hear. So he wants you to hear that. That you need to have salt 
to be his disciple and, and to live forever. What, what you need is salt. Jesus came as salt to the world for us. He came full of God's grace and his truth. John 1.14 says, And the word became flesh and it dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. He was the very one the world was made through, but his own people rejected him. They could not hear the grace and the truth that he was speaking to them, even though he was the one who had given them ears. They kept disobeying him and, and, and became deluded and deluded by the carnality of this world. But God's plan for, the, for him was for him to still give them pure salt anyways. And on the cross, he, he prayed for us, and, and he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus gave us grace for our sins. He was speaking the truth as he prayed for us, that sin had made us deluded and deluded. He showed us much salt as he laying there, or, or hung there on the cross, bleeding. As he bled from all his open wounds. And that was his grace towards us. See, Jesus fulfilled all um, of God's truth by his obedience to his word. And he, he paid the price for God's just wrath for our sin by his obedience in dying for us. He, he fulfilled all righteousness for us and let the guilty ones, us, go free. He, he freely gave us pure love to make us salty again. And then after he died, he was buried. And he proved the worth of his salt. His work was finished in his death. Death was defeated and the power of the devil was destroyed. And then when he came walking out of the grave again three days later, he promised us all forgiveness and everlasting life if we would just come and receive his salt and be restored. John 1.12 says, But to all who did receive him and believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. who were born not of the blood of the will or of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Beloved, today let me ask you a question again. Got salt? Do you need today to be restored by his pure love for you? He wants to give you today abundant life. He, he wants to preserve your soul for all eternity. He wants to give you more value than you can ever imagine. God's word says he wants to give you the right to become children of God. How, how much more value 
Should I turn that off? You're switching. How much val- more value could God give you than claiming you as a son or as a daughter? The, the creator of all things wants to claim you as his very own. Friends, do you have ears? Did you hear his incredible offer? Will you receive it? Or will you maintain a, a stubborn, saltless attitude and become useless in this world that he decided to save and that he died to save? Beloved, now is the time to repent. Now is the time to turn from the carnal things of this world. Now is the time to turn to him and let him restore your salt so that you can pursue healthily the life that he has for you. He wants you to have salt. Friends, do you got any? Or if it's there, has it become diluted? And have you become diluted to think it hasn't? Come today. Come to Jesus. Let him renew your heart and live. Come. Come to Jesus. Let him preserve your soul forever. Come. Come to Jesus and let him give you your value. And then go and be salt to this world and bring life to it. Let us pray. Father, I I thank you for your word. It's always true. It's always perfect. It's always what we need. It's full of grace and truth for us. Father, let us hunger for it. Let us meditate on it night and day that we might be healthy and strong and be a powerful force to preserve this world. Oh, Father, if there's anybody here today that needs to be restored, that needs to come and and have pure salt again flowing through their blood and through their veins, Father, let them come today. Let them turn from the carnality of this world And turn to you. And you are faithful and good. And you will restore them. You will renew them. You will forgive them and give them the gift of everlasting life. Allow them to commit to following you so that they will not become depleted again. And Father, you will preserve them for all eternity. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for your grace and your truth. Father, let us have ears today to hear you. And respond. In Jesus' name I pray.